screen on the small screen silver screen i think those are all the screens i can think of scott uh, what do you got yeah i i uh, think you covered all the bases dave that's that's good work we we are a fan of the screens for sure uh we're the type of uh americans man we don't need to be social we're just Give us a movie. All you geeks with noses, your nose in a book. Like, who do you think you are? You think you're better than me? Yeah, that's what I say, too. (laughs) Who reads books? (laughs) It's 2021, people. Get with it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back with you, man. It's a a good time to do this, as always. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling I got... A little, uh, little nap in after work. I'm feeling pretty energetic, so I'm good to go. Awesome. Um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of your nap, to be honest. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm good too. I'm in good spirits. I had a pretty decent day, um, and I'm looking to keep that that train going. Um. So yeah, we 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 talked a bit about TV on our last episode. We talked all about. TV almost exclusively, so I want to talk a bit about some movies, but um, I first wanted to talk a bit about, because I was watching a lot of the uh, inauguration coverage yesterday, and HBO, which I think is pretty ingenious, they they released a commercial for their deal with Warner Brothers and all of the movies and TV shows that are going to be released in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. And it was exciting. Like that, that commercial got me pumped. Um, it got me glad to be an HBO Max subscriber. So I just want to go over a couple of things that were on this list of things that are going to be um, on HBO Max in 2021, uh, if you don't mind. No, that, uh, that sounds good to me. Uh, the biggest thing that I am pumped about is actually, you know, talk about book readers, the geeks, but um, it's a book I really enjoyed called Station Eleven, and I've been waiting for this to be uh, made into a show for quite a while, and it's supposed to be out sometime in 2021, Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, It doesn't have a release date slated, it just says TBA, Um, but it's a a really good sort of post-apocalyptic show, um, post-virus, so it's, it's timely. Uh, but it's an ad, uh, adaptation of Emily St. John Mandel's 2014 uh, novel, which followed a troupe of actors and musicians as they traveled in America ravaged by a flu pandemic. Um, really, really pumped about that. That's probably what I'm most excited about. So uh, once uh, we get some news on that, I'll, I'll definitely be talking about it. Uh, yeah, that sounds sounds like it would be... Uh really good and as you said it's i mean perfect timing because we are in the middle of a pandemic so yeah uh 
It's but I really enjoy. We I I know we talked about um, the road on GYPR before. Um, I I really did enjoy uh, that one, even though great. you could say it was uh, maybe a slow burn. But uh, Vigo Mortensen, I uh, I just thought overall it was a really solid uh flake for sure yeah definitely um and yeah slow burn you I mean not a lot of action um but it's really really true to the source material um that also was a, a novel by the great cormac mccarthy he also wrote no country for old men um really really close to the source material that's probably one of the best on-screen adaptations um that i've seen it's it's really really great yeah, and I remember you talking about Station Eleven a while ago, so I'm glad uh, it looks like the, the ball's finally rolling with that with that project. Um, I I'm just always fascinated by um, like the post-apocalyptic or foreshadowing looking into the few like alternate universes uh things like that so what's your yeah, what's your I'm favorite post-apocalyptic uh story do you have one that comes to mind um well uh, just off the top of my head the the road would be up there i don't know if it would be number one for for me but um i I really liked. I I think it's, is it, um, twelve, twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis. That would be, that might be my number one. Twelve monkeys is a um, great movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, it does. Twelve monkeys does fall into that category, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the best examples, actually. I didn't think of that one. Uh, what comes to mind for me, uh, and I know you really enjoy Children of Men, um, which is a, probably my favorite, if I have to think one off the top of my head. I Yeah, I see. That one slipped my mind, but that's a great one, uh, Clive Owen. And uh, I think Michael Caine's in that, too. Michael Caine, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. Can't think of any other. Oh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh, my my girl, um, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah, she's in it. No, I just wanted to uh, just name a few more. Uh, the Matrix Four is already slated for a Christmas release this year. Going to be on HBO Max first day, day one. That's huge. Um, a new season of The Boondocks, which is a cartoon that I really liked. Uh, the new Space Jam, the new Suicide Squad, the new Baz Luhrmann movie, which not really excited about, but uh, that's called In the Heights. Um, the new Conjuring movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, the Many Saints of Newark, which is the um, prequel to um, your show. Uh, the Sopranos. The Sopranos. That's uh, March 12th. That's going to be a movie. Um, Tom and Jerry... 
lockdown actually already started. That's available now, and it's um, it's good. That's speaking of Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, he is in that with um, Anne Hathaway and uh, Ben Stiller, and it looks uh, like by the picture that's on HBO Max right now, it looks like a romantic comedy. And I'm like Chiwetel Ejiofor in a romantic comedy, um, but it's not that at all. And uh, I'm only about. 45 minutes into it but I'm really enjoying it so far really cool the way they implemented the whole zoom thing you know it's very much about the today and and lockdown and, and quarantine um but it's it's really good so far so I'll let you know how that is when I finish it um, yeah I'm uh I'm definitely curious it might be something I have to watch um I know you wanted to talk I I finished uh, pieces of a woman. I know you wanted to talk about that, but I recently saw a movie with um Denzel advertised L- for the little uh, things. H- do, do you have any interest in in that yes. at all? Yes, that's uh, January 29th actually, um, and I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Denzel Washington is inching back into training day mode with his cop thriller about catching a serial killer. And let's just face it, we're always excited to see Denzel on screen. This is from Thrillist.com. That uh, January 29th uh, also has Jared Leto. Yeah, there was there was one other cast member, uh, a guy, a male cast member, yeah. like a, a pretty, you know, recognizable, noteworthy name, but I, I can't think of who it was off the top of my head but uh the trailer did look pretty uh it looked good for sure um so it's it's something that uh i think i'm a i'm a denzel uh fan he he ranks he's up there as far as actors going in all time so it's something that uh i'm definitely looking looking forward to yeah um, and i'm glad it's so soon that's what next week so um we'll definitely be talking about that one yeah for sure um if if you don't have anything else i did want to uh go to shift the pieces of a woman now let's get to it Uh, yeah um i ended up watching it the the uh second hour it's a it's a two-hour movie um maybe just over two hours long and um i gotta say man uh, you you were right on about how the cast everyone just seemed to uh hit it out of the the park uh you got vanessa kirby as a as a lead role and she was you you've been talking about the crown a little bit she was in the crown um but like you i was surprised um i i thought shia labeouf and i i don't like him either like you i've never been a big fan but i thought he really uh he really showed up for sure i thought everybody was uh very solid in this day, not a bad performance. And uh, your girl who plays Shiv in uh, Succession, in Succession, yeah, she was uh, 
very good as well for her part, her role she had in the film. Yeah, definitely. Um, um uh, it, it's it's um really really good to see um a, a movie that I wasn't expecting. They sort of came out of nowhere. It wasn't on my radar at all. Um, I haven't really been checking up on the upcoming stuff as much as I was before pandemic, you know, when I was able to go to theaters and what have you. So this movie came out of nowhere and um, uh, delightfully surprised, even though it's very depressing. <laughs> uh, it's it's a tough watch. Um, I shared it with a a group um, online um, that I that's, that's a movie group. I shared the trailer and it sort of. It upset some people. The trailer that I, I didn't put a a, a, um, a trigger warning because it's it's about child mortality. It's about losing a child um, in childbirth, and that's that's heavy. Um, and uh, the the effects of that on a couple um, and how they go through those paces and try to uh, maintain a marriage and 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 try to try to try to be a couple and and, and live through that. Um, it changes you, and I think that was really well displayed in this movie. Um, really well done by Vanessa Kirby. Really, really well done by Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I like where they went with these characters. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, uh, just a bonus to have Sarah Snook in it and Ellen Burstyn. I, I was too, and I, I just, I don't know. Maybe a lot of it has to do with. Uh, Vanessa Kirby because she really I mean she's we talked about this like we both think she's uh, beautiful but I just thought the way it was shot Dave in certain scenes like even though it was like kind of gut wrenching it was the the way it was shot too was really uh beautiful my what, what did you think about that yeah um i didn't notice a lot with the cinematography honestly i i did like the shots with how they um they used the bridge to indicate the passing of time that was really cool but i didn't notice a lot from the cinematography um not to say that it was bad in any way um but i didn't notice it maybe that's something i need to rewatch to to see uh and I, it's something like just certain scenes, and it's, I don't think it's like anything long standing where it's, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's a movie that you put on for the cinematography, but uh, certain t scenes, uh, mostly with um, Vanessa Kirby for like, a few moments I just thought they did a really good job yeah they did uh, do a good job it. of catching her um, catching her in, in certain lightings they just knew how to work around her I mean she's a, a natural beauty I, you can't take that away from her she just looks good on camera um, and they I did notice they, they had a really cool use of mirrors and showing conversations um, while having the, the, the lead and, and showing the other person in the mirror. They did that a couple times, which was really cool. So I did notice that. Uh, and um, I'm so, Dave, did you, did you say something else? I don't know. We're, we're <laughs> I probably dropped out. 
We just move on. What was that? I, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you now. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can. Okay. Um, But I just, like, man, from the, the get-go, uh, much like marriage story, um, the scene, like, right after the birth, um, man, it's, that was just something that was really hard to uh, watch, but all around, I thought it was a good movie, and not that, like, I don't know, I, I thought it probably ended the, the best way that it could, uh, Dave, when it, it kind of, like, fast forwards you to years later, and she sees the little girl in the, the uh, apple tree, um, that's not a big spoiler, but, um, well, I, I just thought, forward. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to take that exactly. I thought it was ambiguous and I like it, but I don't know if it was a fast forward. I think it might, my interpretation was that was, uh, in her, in her head. That was the, the future that she saw with the lost, uh, daughter. Oh, so you, you don't see, I, I thought it was like going to years later but uh i mean it could have been i mean it's we're not told and and that would be great for her you know but um yeah it, it's 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 not explicit so yeah i, I don't know how um how how surprised were you by the scene in court in the, wait were you surprised at all with how anything kind of like wrapped up within the plot or do you think it like is that what you were pretty much expecting while you were watching it it was what i was expecting it was what i was hoping um and you know she wasn't leaning any particular way throughout the movie so i, I knew it was a real possibility i liked the way they did it though i liked how they led up to it um i like how it played yeah I, I did uh to what what uh since we brought up marriage story and for different reasons, it's like you could argue it's equally or more so, more even more of a of kind of a little bit of a tougher watch. You you could argue that, but what out of those two films, what did what did you enjoy more, Dave? Oh man, they were both gut wrenching. Um, I think. Um, I think Marriage Story is a tougher watch. It was it was actually hard to get through at times, uh, whereas um, Pieces of a Woman, I I was able to get through it without much of a problem. Um, I thought I thought Marriage Story also had better performances, stronger performances, um, which is which is saying a lot because they both had really good performances. But I think more, a Marriage Story all around was a better movie. Yeah, I think it's it's close. They're they're both uh, exceptional. Really, I think uh, above exceptional. But I did like Marriage Story just just a little bit more uh, than I did uh, 
pieces of a woman, but uh, yeah, it's something that we both recommend. I'm glad uh, you told me about it, and it's, I don't know, like, I'm pretty, I, I watch a lot of movies that are, like, downers, and it doesn't, like, affect me afterwards. Like, I might be a little bit jolted during the film, but, uh, I don't know, I guess a little bit now, Dave, like, I kind of, it affects me a little bit more getting older, because I think we all, like, at some point, we start thinking in our mind, we come to the realization that we're all, like, going to, you know, someday this this life is going to end. I mean, not to get too deep, but do you find yourself, as you're getting older, like, are these a little tougher to watch, like, movies like this? Like, do you think something like Requiem for a Dream, even though that's about um, drug use and it's it's just different, but if it was made today, do you think it would be a tougher watch for you than when you were, you know, 20 years old? Definitely. Uh, for sure. I, I think as we get more life experience, the more we can relate to more things. Um, so, I mean, I, I haven't had any experience with hard drugs. So, I mean, still, I don't think that it would hit close to home if I watched a, uh, a new Requiem for a Dream. But just to be able to see people go through that, and now that I know people that have gone through that, um, I know people that have gone through divorce, I know people who have lost children, you know, uh, the more we live, the more we're able to relate to these things, and it's closer to home. Uh, yeah, everybody knows uh, someone that's struggled, or, or so they have a friend that knows somebody that's struggled with addiction and things of that nature, but it, same with you, like, Requiem for a Dream, I, I never, like, have really struggled with any sort of addiction, so it didn't hit quite to as, uh, close to home for me, but, um, there's still, like, tough watches, but I thought, like, what did you think the the last thing I wanted to ask you about when it comes to pieces of a woman? Um, did you think it kind of in any way after the beginning? Because that's such like a jolting beginning scene with the baby and the childbirth. Do you, do you think in any way they, they lost a little bit? in the second half as far as the film goes like it steam. wasn't yeah like yeah that's where i was getting at do you think it lost like a little bit of steam i didn't think so i i i like the tonal change because it began so hopeful um and and then when it took that turn um i was i was into it because i wanted to see how that how they bounced back from that how they lived after that um, I don't think it, it lost any steam, in my opinion. Uh, okay, I 
I thought there was a little bit uh, lost. I, I thought the beginning, like it was just so um, kind of you, you like almost wanted to look away, but you couldn't like when people talk about like a car accident or something horrific that's happening. Uh, and then you, you could kind of see after that where the dominoes were falling. So I slightly disagree. I think it lost a little bit of uh, steam. But um, yeah, there was some I'm predictability. Trying to think yeah. you, you talked, Dave, as we close. Um, this was one other question I had. You talked about Warner Brothers and they're kind of how they're connected to to HBO Matt, Max and their uh, their ties, but um, is this the? Would you say now it's very early in 2021? We're we're in late January now, but it's still very early. But so far, Dave, is this the the best movie you you've seen this year? Oh, um, as far as movies released in 2021, yeah, um, I don't think I've seen anything else new. I'm still in the middle of that um, lockdown, uh, which is also on HBO or which is on HBO Max. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I'll probably finish that tonight. But yeah, yeah, it's the best movie of 2021 so far. Oh, wait, uh, Soul came out in 2021, right? Was that in December or oh. was that January? I thought it. I thought Soul was like Christmas Day, but maybe, maybe not. I could yeah, be I think wrong. You're right. that, that, yeah, because I watched that's it. That's one I still, I still want to see. And uh, by the way, I told you the other day, but I thought your the meme about that in the, but it was a uh, skull. That <laughs> yeah. was, that was really hilarious. But, oh, the internet. Um, yeah, Dave, it's been, uh, that's about off the top of my head. I couldn't think of anything else that jumped out at me that I wanted to talk about. So, so we covered quite a bit there and it's, it's fun for sure. Um, I'm, uh, I'm loving this, that this is part of, uh, going string radio now and we got to page going on facebook and the um website so yeah i i just think uh the more we do it i know there's certain areas like i could always improve on my own biggest uh biggest critic but i gotta say it's been a, a blast doing these it's a breeze half hour know what scott it's only gonna get better uh thanks everybody for listening um and i will be back with more get the popcorn ready on golden string podcast network this has been a production of golden string radio and golden string podcast network striving for a world of visibility and accessibility for those living with disabilities